I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcasts, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. Welcome back to the Disney list. <laughs> I almost said our old show name for a minute because I had good. it on. Well, I was looking at some old production and I had Tiki Room on the brain, so almost, almost said it. But anyway, <laughs> it's a snowy, snowy day here in middle tennessee we appreciate you tuning into the show and we have an awesome list and some news for you uh before we get into the show why don't you tease them about what we're going to be talking about today Kristen? we are talking about epcot's international festival of the arts yes the farts we're talking about them so we've got a top 10 list of things you need to check out so we're going to do that plus we also have a top five Disney headline news. We've got quick little segments we're going to talk about, but before we get into all of that, before we get into the, as we say, the nitty gritty of what we're going to do on this show, let's talk about some Disney travel deals with Kristen. Email Kristen at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com yeah, I was expecting a, you to do it <laughs> That's why. Well, I was just like hey you're, you're sitting right next to me you might as well you know promote yourself yes yeah go ahead and email her uh, she is a vacation planner she's been doing it for many years now second generation and she could definitely help you with any cruise line universal and of course all the Disney parks here stateside so Kristen what kind of uh, teases for deals do we have well If you're looking to take a cruise, there's several cruise deals going on right now. Uh, Carnival has them, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian Cruise Line, even Disney. Disney has right now where you can save up to 30% off on select sailing. So that's a pretty big, big discount right there. And it's never too early to start planning cruises because you can book so far in advance when it comes to cruises that... You know, I've got people booked that aren't even traveling until the end of next year, and they booked it in 2021. So, plus they get get the lower price and they get the deal. Yes. Because the prices just always go up. Yes, they do. So, yeah. Yeah, it would behoove you to do that. Plus, you also have some deals going on for the stateside parks, too. You want to tease a little bit of that? Yeah. Over at Disneyland Resort, you can save up to 25% off when you stay at select. Disneyland Resort Hotels. And then for those of you that are wanting to travel to Walt Disney World, they have one deal going on right now, and that's where you can save up to $500 on a five-night stay. It includes select Disney Resort Hotels, and that's for the spring and early summer. 
So you can stay between March 6th and July 7th. Save time, money, and aggravation by having Kristen, our very own show host for the Disney list and the Dining at Disney podcast, shoulder all that for you because she loves being on hold. <laughs> no, honestly, oh, yes. honestly. Hearing she Winnie loves- the Pooh um, <laughs> every 10 minutes for nearly three hours. Exactly, exactly. I save you that frustration. Yeah, she she shoulders the frustration, but that's all right. That's, uh, that's what she does. It's all free. She, In other words... You could spend your money and give it to Disney, or you could have Kristen help you with her expertise in the parks and cruises and food and just international travel, what have you, and uh, really do yourself a solid and save yourself all of that. Plus, if there are any additional deals that come along, she can also give you those deals, whereas others will not. Um, you'll be able to save money in the long term always. Once again, uh, go ahead and hit Kristen up. Kristen, T-E-N, right? Yep. Kristen at theme parks and cruises at gmail oh, no nope. Kristen <laughs> it's theme parks and cruises at gmail.com of course it is of course you see this is why you're here mm-hmm. this is why you're here when you said we are going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world this is not what I imagined what did you imagine the Olympics maybe even a Starbucks Wakanda forever Radio srsounds.com The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top ten lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Prepare yourself for the Disney list. Love and life here in the throes of winter and the planet of Hawk. No, just joking. (laughs) It's actually Middle Tennessee. And we're here with another edition of the Disney list. Welcome back. It's Al John Go, lifelong Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and pop culture fan. You can hit me up there on Instagram at Al John Go. We'd appreciate that. Joined by my lovely and talented hostess with the mostest. She runs Dining at Disney.com and Dining at Disney Podcast. She is a travel guru, booking vacations for people that want to save money. Miss Kristen, hello. Hello. Having a great time here in the tundra. (laughs) It's funny. I've never seen snowflakes this big here in Middle Tennessee in my life. No, I've been here... This July, it'll be 30 years that I've been in Nashville, and we've had such strange snow occurrences the past two years. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been here, and there's some years, there's no snow. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we Not have had year. an unbelievable amount of snow for here, mm. like way beyond what we should get. Like, even in one snowing, we got more than we normally get for an entire year. In one snowing. In one snowing. (laughs) But they are the size of, like, half a dollars today. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy as we record. It's making our kids very excited, especially Boo. She was so excited. She even told us. She was like... I'm excited. Yeah, she can't contain herself. (laughs) 
she can't contain herself. She she gets all hyped up and excited. She's jumping up and down, excited, jumping in her chair, rocking back and forth. She's so excited about snow because uh, last year when we first got her, she, you know, she was excited and like, you know, played in the snow and got snowballs out and, you know, was making snowballs. And, and uh, last week, two weeks ago, maybe she was out there having fun in the snow. I say two weeks, but no, this was like right. No, New no, no. Year's, yeah, New it was. That was it two was two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Gosh. Yep. All right. But anyway, yeah, she's having fun. Definitely having fun in the snow. Our, our little boy, Jack, Jack, no, sir. <laughs> I wish I had the video audio to play of him just crying out there, just sitting in the snow, just not having it. Oh, having no, it. no. Yeah. He he does not like the snow. He's like, I don't know what this white cold stuff is. But it is not something I want to be standing in, sitting in, or touching. Jack-Jack was freezing his Jack-Jack off. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the show, everybody. So while we're in this tundra, we've got awesome things to talk about uh, this week. The main event, the Top 10 uh, Epcot International Festival of the Arts is here. And we've got a Top 10 list of things you need to check out. And maybe you've already checked some, some things out. Uh, we will be talking about them um, in no particular order, really. But I think it, it's a it's a nice little guide, if you will, a top 10 list of things you got to do. We also have some uh, teases for some news stories. We got Figment Popcorn Bucket <coughs> Strangeness. You've got Disney Plus. You've got Disney Genie Surveys. You've got a weird lightsaber accessory and Disney Plus News. So let's get into it, shall we? Well, to start off, we have Disney's Figment Popcorn Bucket for the Festival of the Arts has a lot of resale drama going on. Did you ever think that there would be a longer line to get a freaking popcorn bucket than there is for Star Wars or Pandora? I mean, this is like insanity level Lines. It is Harry Potter brand new opening day attraction wait time. You could watch like four Disney movies, animated movies. We're not because they're shorter in length. Four of those in the time that some people waited to get these popcorn buckets. Well, and is, you know, I uh, knew soon as soon as as soon as the park opened, I knew they were going to have people getting in line for it. Oh yeah. And somebody had posted. Um, it was like within 30 minutes, the line that had accumulated at the park. <laughs> and I commented on the post about it. Let's see in an hour how many of these end up on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, within the first hour, there were already five listed from the time the park opened. Five listed for sale. Now there's hundreds. So um, the drama is the fact that People are getting in line and you can buy two buckets per person. So being per person, you have people who are a family of four. And even though the four consists of a, you know, six month old and a two year old and popcorn buckets don't mean anything to them, people are then buying eight because they get two per person and you can count the baby and the kids uh, and turning around and putting those on eBay for insane amounts. 
I I get if you live overseas and you cannot get to the park and figment is something that is very important to you, <laughs> that you love figment. And so you want to go online and get it. The rest of us <laughs> who live like in the U.S. and could make the trip there, really, <laughs> really, please do not bid on these ones that are asking like three, four hundred dollars. It's so crazy. People are getting on eBay and doing goofy things like drawing a picture of the popcorn bucket and then they have it listed on there for $50. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing you will see, because I know somebody's somebody out there right now is thinking it, but I saw it and it says it's for charity. However, click on it because when it says it's for charity, you can put as little as 10%. So somebody could list something for $1,000 and say they're going to give 10% of it to charity. And it looks the same as the ones where people are doing 100% or 50% to charity. Well, as I said, I mean, it's gotten ridiculous. So well, people have- are taking pictures of themselves holding the popcorn bucket and selling a picture of themselves holding the popcorn bucket. Oh, it's trolling or, to the end. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's... It's trolling. Look, you... you uh, the Disney dorks has got a thread. Source of radio has got a thread on this. The pictures and the cap the captions are absolutely amazing. One of my favorite memes to come from this is... Uh, when you order a, a Disney popcorn bucket from Wish and it has like the generic popcorn uh, from the microwave with a little uh, a figment clipped on to the to the uh, the white bag, which is hilarious. But everybody's trolling this. I don't. First of all, I, I love the figment popcorn bucket. If you make awesome popcorn buckets, the collectors are going to get out there because they're fun. I love. I, I mean, I've got myself a, a TIE fighter popcorn bucket that's worth a lot of money right now, and it's it's great. Like, I love my – when I can get it. But I think all these are just fun trolls, people just having fun, uh, making fun of people that are, are taking advantage of the situation um, so that they'll run out. Oh, those are entertaining. These ones where people have done the drawings and things like that oh, are – are- it's ridiculous. They're funny. It's ridiculous. If you read their captions, a lot of them are absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. And it's worth scrolling through eBay to read those and just for a good laugh. Yeah. But the popcorn bucket thing is, it it's insane. Eight hours. It really. Is there anything, you see, it's funny, you know, Defunct, I think it was maybe Defunct Land had put up a video about the algorithm of Disney and the wait times and Genie plus and all this stuff. Is there, I mean, we are, uh, we've been annual pass holders for a long time. Uh, We also don't like to wait because we've, uh, we've done so many attractions at the parks over the years um, prior, prior to the pandemic. Is there anything uh, when it first opens at all or anything that you would wait eight hours for me? Yes. There's nothing in this entire world I would wait eight hours for, Uh, unless I'm in a car and we're moving towards something. But to stand and just wait for something, I mean, eight hours, I can drive almost to Florida in that amount of time. Why do I want to waste my time standing in a very, very long line? No, and I love, I love Figment and I do collect, um, of course, being a foodie, um, that I collect things like mugs, sipper cups, popcorn buckets, ones that I really like. So 
I, I get the wanting it. Like I want it. And I've already asked a variety of people, Hey, if you go to the park and it's not a long wait, or you're going to the park and you are going to get in line to get yourself one, will you get me one? Because I'm not going to be able to make it there to get it. And I will pay you for it. No problem. Um, but I am not about to bid $150 on a piece of, of plastic that in 60 days is worth nothing because it just is, it's not something that people are going to want to collect for long, you know, being of a value of something to resale at a later date. Oh, you know, maybe. you, you buy things like, ask the people who want to buy my popcorn bucket, Kristen, <laughs> you, you have people that collect things like guitars and the longer they have them, if, you know, especially if they're by a famous artist, they go up in value. Uh, if you collect figurines, hummels, Por- things like that, those statues, over time yeah. become worth something or Shirley Temple dolls, that kind of stuff. I get, I totally get, but a popcorn bucket like this is not going, it, it is not a Shirley Temple doll. Right. Well, <laughs> at any rate, people are, are capitalizing on it and Hey fans, you knew that it was going to happen. It happens every year whenever they do these events. Um, I remember when the, um, oh gosh, what, what, what was it? The Avengers popcorn uh, or the Avengers uh, drink sipper with a Thanos's infinity gauntlet went out. Oh yeah. And people were like going crazy over that, but it wasn't as fever pitch as this. I don't think I've seen a fever, fever pitch popcorn bucket like item since, uh, what was the Halloween popcorn bucket that people went crazy for? Oogie boogie. Oogie boogie. No, that line didn't even get like that. No, I do know that that for the 50th, now the 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. of Pirates of the Caribbean, because I was there for that and people got in line and it was a two and a half hour wait in line to get a bucket. I have to say that was an awesome bucket. And I was like, I'm, I'm not getting in that, like I'm limited my, my time when I'm out (laughs) in California. And that day I was really limited because that night I was flying home and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm not waiting in line to get that. But told Bubba, Hey, you and Tay, if you get a chance to get one for me at some point, that would be awesome. And, uh, they were able to at a later date, get me one. True. True. Anyway, we move, we move. We could be here talking about scalpers all day long. Hey, speaking of money, uh, we've got the prices increasing there with the Disney food across uh, across the board there at Walt Disney World. So, wow. Uh, prices for snacks, prices for food and plates of food have gone up anywhere from 50 cents to several dollars. And that's just the state of things. We knew that the CFO of the Walt Disney Company several months ago during the investors call had said it made some you know, unfortunate uh, remarks regarding people's waistlines, but they're trying to keep prices the same and maybe reduce portion size. That's where the drama came from. But it looks like they've just kept the portion size and just increased prices. Uh, Joffrey's Coffee's even gone up in price. Dishes at counter and table service restaurants has has gone up. Um, What are your thoughts about that, paying more? Because I think the, the drink prices are out of control. A lot of it's, things. It's out of control. I mean, there's some control, things we can't control, but, but I mean, when you're spending six fifty, you know, on a drink, uh, that that's a lot. Okay, so this is, I've I've never been a fan of things cost 
costing ridiculous amounts over what it costs a company to get them, especially when you're talking about beverages. That is a pure profit for every business. <laughs> it is, I mean, having worked in restaurants, I can tell you it is it is the profit maker. Um, but I'm not a fan of I, prices going up as high as they are. But then again, everything, like if you go to the grocery store to buy anything has gone up significantly in the past year. And then on top of that, you're also like, if you're comparing these prices, look at what your local amusement park is selling things for or uh, venues. So if you're going to like a football game or a hockey game, look at that arena or stadium's pricing and you're going to see that this is probably actually less than what you're going to pay if you're going to a sporting event or a concert for food and beverage. Yeah, quite possibly. I think uh, so. Here's some things for Disneyland, right? The churro served with chocolate sauce went from six t- six nineteen to six thirty nine. Premium ice cream bars at Disneyland five sixty nine to five ninety nine. That is, I mean, that is typical, right? That is not egregious. Well, uh, where things kind of get egregious is I think I'd seen something for like, um, you know, the, the smart water and, and different things like that. Where if you just- are buying the smart water, that wasn't a smart decision because the smart water <laughs> is, yeah, it's like 650 or something like that for the smart water. It's way, way like you could go and buy two 24 packs of water, including tax on it at Publix or Kroger, or whatever the local place is for less than a bo- one bottle of smart water. Yeah, it's pretty insane. You I know. wish it made you smarter. I mean, then it would be worth the money, but <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Yeah, they said uh, in Disneyland, it was, uh, you know, 20 ounces of Coke in a bottle is 419 and now it's 469 So there, those prices aren't egregious, but at Walt Disney World in, versus Disneyland, the Walt Disney World has kind of gone out of control, especially with their drinks. But anyway, so that is another headline. How about this, Kristen? You know, it's important when Disney sends you those surveys that you fill them out as honestly as you can. And we all know that data collected by these surveys and the questions that they ask can be rather pointed in order to prove or disprove a particular um, thought or, you know, type of program that Disney wants to institute, right? So uh, it's interesting how these questions are are kind of positioned. Do you want me to read a couple of these for you? This is regarding Disney yes. Genies, the latest round. So they basically will ask questions of, one, how much of the recommended itinerary plan in My Disney Genie Day did you follow? Did you follow all or most of the recommended itineraries? Follow some recommended itinerary plans, followed one or two of the recommended itinerary plans, or didn't follow the recommended itinerary plans at all, or you didn't use a Disney Genie service. I'm surprised they posted this because I know often oh, as don't. somebody who takes, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Disney posting it. I'm talking about the website you're reading it from. Mm-hmm. The reason being is often one of the things that it says in the disclosure at the front of your, your survey yeah, you're always to is that. to tell you you are not you this is private information that you are not to share. This is true, but they shared it anyway, right? That uh, one of these things, you know, so they're asking about the recommendations, how you're often, you know, how often do you use them? Do you find value in it? And so, you know, the 
if you send it to somebody, someone's going to post it. It's going to get out there, right? So I think it's important to note that if you do get it, uh, please share your truth with Disney because that's the only way things change. If you find value in the service, great. If you don't find value in the service, make it known. All right, uh, do that. Do that for us. Do it for the rest of your Disney uh, extended family. How about some weird accessories for Disney at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right? I mean, first of all, there was a debacle last week about, um, I think, was it Disneyland? Oh, no, Walt Disney World running out of the carrying cases for uh, the build your own light, or not the build your own lightsaber, but the lightsaber experience there uh, with the scrap metal over there at Galaxy's Edge. Well, now they have got some brand new uh, hilt handle ends uh, for your lightsaber. They are $24.99 each, and one of them is a Rancor lightsaber. Uh, It looks like they're supposed to be um, uh, sculpted, hand-sculpted wood attachments to the bottom of your hilt. One is a Rancor head. The other one is a, uh, a cat, a loth cat, a loth cat. They're twenty four ninety nine each. It's very strange, but uh, another great way to kind of personalize your lightsaber, if you will. And another thing that you could check out too, as well, <laughs> is uh, they do have some Valentine's Day collection of Mandalorian uh, Funko Pop figures uh, that you can check out at the parks as well. Some brand new merch. Brand new Star Wars spirit jerseys as well. So be on the lookout for some brand new Star Wars merch there uh, at Hollywood Studios. One of the next things and uh, last things we're going to be talking about um, in our top. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Is Disney Plus. We love Disney Plus. Uh, we've got the brand new Eternals film that is now streaming on there. That's very noteworthy. You should check it out when you get a chance. Um, the Santa Claus though is getting a revival for Disney plus with a series. All right. This series is going to have Tim Allen reprising his role. All right. As Santa Claus, pretty cool stuff. What do you think about this? Kristen? I am so excited. I love Tim Allen and the Santa Claus movies are a must watch every year for me. So I was very glad that our little ones, especially she, because she's, you know, old enough to kind of sit there and watch it some, uh, that she enjoyed it. And because of the Santa Claus, she was not afraid when she met Santa. (laughs) That's right. The creator of The Last Man Standing show is reuniting with series star Tim Allen, who is uh, doing that new Santa Claus series. The film franchise featured Tim Allen as a selfish man who learned to be more loving when he accidentally killed Santa. Ooh. And decided to take over the role. And that series of films, that uh, franchise has earned more than $500 million at the box office since it started in 1994. Uh, the last installment was uh, the Martin Short villain Jack Frost that came in in 2006, which is one of my favorites, right? So the producer, um, Alan will be the executive producer along with Scott Burdett, who is the creator of Last Man Standing, who will serve as showrunner. I think that's a good pairing right there. Uh, this is part of the 20th television uh, Disney unit of uh, television that they're producing for Disney+. Plus. Of course, Alan wrote, uh, won a People's Choice Award for his portrayal of Scott Calvin, Santa Claus's proxy with the expanding waistline. He had three of those films. As I said, the Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, 
and uh, the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, which is pretty cool. And in this Disney Plus series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever. He's starting to lose a step in the Santa Claus duties. And more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a normal life in the world, especially as two kids have grown up at the pole with a lot of elves, children, and family to please. Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement for Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in life south of the pole, which looks like he's preparing to hand it off. But I have to wonder if he will be handing it off to his son. I wonder if they'll bring back the girl who played uh, Lucy. You never know. I think it would be great. Other notable things to kind of mention this week is that uh, it looks like um, we've got that uh, more info on the Beauty and the Beast prequel series, um, which is kind of cool, which is shooting this spring. And Josh Gad will be coming back as LeFou for this prequel. Pretty cool there for Beauty and the Beast as well. Uh, let me see. And as I mentioned, the Eternals are are right now streaming on Disney+. And then we also have Winter Golden Globes Best Animated Film um, for Encanto, Encanto, which is cool. Cool, cool, cool. So congratulations, Encanto, right? I uh, think that's pretty much all the news uh, for the most part. It looks really cool. Um, and I think the last thing is April 22nd is a huge day for Disney Plus and Disney Nature. They have a brand new film that's going to be coming out, which is uh, something they try to do every single year. They have a polar bear special uh, for Disney Nature that is Yay. great. And if you love if you love Disney Nature, that's really cool uh, to check out here coming Earth Day. So those are kind of the top headlines there. A lot of stuff for Disney Plus. And now we move on. We move on to our top 10. Skull Rock Podcast. Talking all things Disney. With your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughogram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming of Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. 
We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth. Top 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. You see, I got the sound effect to work this time. <laughs> <laughs> Exhilarating adventures in the visual, culinary, and performing arts await guests for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. It's taking place right now through February 21st in this year, 2022. If you're listening to this right now or perhaps in the future, and throughout the festival's 39 days, Chef showcases dishes inspired by art movements, Visual masterpieces come to life and Broadway stars sing beloved show tunes in celebration of the performance art that is sure to captivate festival goers as only Disney can. As an added brushstroke to the artful scene, Epcot International Festival of the Arts happens during the 18-month-long Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary celebration, giving you the opportunity to be artful during the world's most magical celebration. So I... I'm a big fan of this festival. Where does it stack up in your favorite Disney events, Kristen? Oh, <sighs> hmm. Difficult to say. Is it in your um, top five or top Oh, yeah, top definitely three? in my is it in your top three. Mm, this is kind of maybe, like, maybe bet number four. I feel like this particular one is kind of like the Food and Wine Festival light. Yes. An equivalent. I think I, I mentioned that before, but. I think I think the fact that it focuses on the art is a unique, you know, a new unique point for this particular festival. And it's great as a Disney fan because A, you get you get to check out all the great art and artists that we're gonna talk about here on this list. But I feel very much like that and Flower and Garden are like neck and neck. I don't know which one's at three and which one would be at four. Cause I enjoy Halloween so much that the Halloween event has to fall at number two for me. Gotcha. So. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. Number 10. We're going to start off with number 10 and talk about this popcorn bucket. <laughs> um, that really goes along the line of merchandise. Um, but I think if you're there and you're able to get some of the limited edition merch, and this is part of it, right? This figment popcorn bucket, uh, feel free to do it. Um, if it's worth the wait, because the, the tragic part about this is, is that there's no guarantee that it's going to be there when you come back. And I think that's what really upsets Disney fans the most is that instead of just getting, you know, it, it's like that movie, um, the, where, where they have that, uh, that, that floating platform where the people at the top floor have yes. all the food. And then at the very end, you know, at, you know, 300 level, uh, there's like nothing left for them to eat. So everybody gets really upset that they don't get anything, but yet the people that get there, you know, that don't have to wait and, you know, they take everything. And that's the thing, right. With these, these limited edition pieces of merchandise, there's several times, Kristen, you and I've been to the park and we want to get a particular piece of merch and people tell us, well, they're all sold out. And because we didn't get there early enough or, 
uh, we got there on the tail end of the festival and our criticism was Disney, Disney should, you know, have more of this. But the fact of the matter is things like this popcorn bucket, they could literally run out and not reorder because the thing you know, is, supply chain won't be able to, to make them that quickly. They can estimate how many they think they'll need and then put it out there and then... But it's not like they don't know what characters or what type of merch is going to sell in big numbers Mm -hmm. because they watch what, I mean, they know what people buy. Mm -hmm. They know what people resell. I mean, Disney does its research for this stuff. It just, what they should do is make sure that they have more than enough and that would keep them people from turning around and reselling them. You would have more happy people and if they did that, then people wouldn't wait in line for six and a half hours because that's six and a half hours that somebody could be spending money on food. They could be shopping and spending money on merchandise, but instead they're standing and waiting in line and that's not that doesn't make Disney money. Instead, they're actually setting it up so the guests who are waiting in that line can make money. Uh, and that, <laughs> I, I, just think, know, I just think it would make more sense to set things up so that... People would spend their money in the park. Yeah, I think I, I, I think the the casual fan is bypassing this. I think these are all all annual pass holders and other types of locals that are cashing in on that. So I don't think they would spend their money anywhere else. Disney already has their oh, money. Oh no, 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 no! Because there's people that had twenty six of them for sale on eBay. They're definitely like there's people that are go out with the intention of buying stuff to oh, turn around course. and resell. Like well, that's, that's what their, I'm saying. That's is what that they do for a living is they, yeah, they flip Disney stuff. I get yeah. it. Okay. Anyway, we move. Uh, let's do this. Number nine. So have you seen this new Epcot spaceship earth show with the lights in, in transforming spaceship earth with uh, choreographed lights for the rainbow connection? Yes. Pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Apparently there's a whole bunch of those uh, that are going on and, and Disney fans, yeah, you have to understand, you know, right now, as Kristen and I are uh, at home, uh, we're not annual pass holders going to the parks often. You know, we just uh, are in the midst of adopting, you know, two children. So uh, we haven't made it back to the parks uh, since prior to the pandemic and shutdowns. But because um, we can't take them out of state. We can't take them out of state right now. Yeah. So, um, but we, we would love to at some point. But But having said that, boy, this show looks really cool and there's a bunch of them coming out there. So I, I suggest everybody to please check out uh, that new Epcot Spaceship Earth show. For sure. I think it looks it looks fun. And uh, yesterday we we're like, you can't wait to take the kids to see it. Number eight. Figment also lends an artistic touch to the extensive festival merchandise collection, which includes accessories, distinctive gifts, and much more. And... Festival exclusive merchandise has always been a great reason to go to the parks. And Kristen, since you are a very huge Figment fan, I think it would look, uh, I think some of this merch is pretty awesome looking. Have you seen some of this merch? Yes, I have seen some of it. I, I always like the Figment merch, but I think part of why I have such a connection to to liking figment so much is that on my first trip, I was a teenager to Disney world. The first attraction I rode in Epcot was journey into imagination 
of course, the the old one with Dreamfinder, and I loved it. And I think I that kind of has like a sentimental value to me. Figment. So I always like to buy anything that has figment on it. I mean, I remember when for a while you could hardly find things that had figment on it. Mm-hmm. You had to go to this. You had to go to the ride where the store was to get the figment stuff. And now he's like on so many different things. Exactly. There's some awesome, awesome Tervis cups that are exclusive for the event that has uh, that are purple, have purple lids. They're these uh, kitchen accessories, uh, plates for $19.99, shaped like a palette. I do palette, like that plate. Which is really neat. There's some um, note cards with envelopes there for Festival of the Arts, which is great, 10 bucks a pop on that, as well as some festival that magic ma- bands. Oh, I love that magic band. Hey, apparently when you pay this, this $40 premium for this uh, premium magic band, you can actually put it up against the turnstile when you get in and it plays um, imagination, like the first <laughs> for your notes of imagination. There is pass holder exclusive merchandise, a figment spirit jersey, caps and, and the like. So there's a lot of really great things uh, for you. If you're a fan of figment, you need to go out there and check out all That's of that That's one thing stuff. I don't have is a spirit jersey, a Disney one. I mean, I have one, but it's Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't have a Disney one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Number seven. Sip and savor around the world at the 15 food studios that serve up the creative international and domestic food and beverage to delight every palate. Kristen, from mm. Morocco to Canada and America, all new dishes artfully created and presented feature on every menu. Food studio newcomers are Deco Delights, which is the chocolate mousse, and then the Craftsman's Courtyard with the um, PEI mussels. Can you uh, tell everybody what that stands for? Prince Edward Island mussels. That's right, on cast iron. And new plant-based offerings, including carrots three ways. They've got the Babare spiced, did I say that right? Spiced and grilled picket, uh, pickle, pickled carrots and ginger puree. And uh, you did an extensive show for DiningAtDisney.com and the uh, the podcast about all these food items. Pretty awesome. Oh, did you, yes. Did you want to give uh, a couple of your recommendations based on your podcast? Yes. Okay. Uh, one thing I would suggest to try, if you are looking for something sweet, the Cherry Blossom Funnel Cake looks mm-hmm. amazing with the cherry ice cream and the rainbow whipped cream. That nice. looks delicious. Yes. Um, everything in Italy always is good. The, hmm, oh, the sake. You have to stop and get the sake because what they're doing Japan, is serving it in the traditional wooden cup, but they are personalizing them for you by hand. So I think that's a really cool thing to get. I, I would definitely get that because it's it's not every day that you can get your name and uh, a little hand-drawn Mickey Mouse here. Of course, they do it in Sharpie, so it's like, I mean, but it's just awesome to have, you know, um, a nice little remembrance there. Uh, the Donuts is another great place to make a stop. They have a vanilla donut that has strawberry sugar, strawberry ice cream, fresh strawberries, and strawberry gel. Uh One thing to do is they have what's called the Wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine, and... There's different colors and like, we're going go to we're gonna go to them. that because that's number six, actually. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, one of my favorite things that 
they've had in the past that I recommend is if you like mushrooms, go buy Gourmet Landscapes over at Canada, and they have a wild mushroom risotto that has aged Parmesan truffle shavings, and they top it with a Zinfandel reduction. It is fantastic. Yeah, I've got a couple things I want to highlight as well. Not only the sake, because the sake is great, of course, for those of you adults out there that partake. But if you uh, love this, um, if you're a meat eater like me, you'll want to go to Canada and get the wild, uh, the roasted bone marrow with onion marmalade and pickled mushrooms with lettuce and bone marrow uh, snow which looks absolutely amazing. Reviews have come back that say that it's super, super yummy and very, very good. So I like that. The other thing I'd like to say is um, over there in America at the artist table, you got to check out the Beef Wellington because A, uh, I'm a meatitarian. So I will definitely suggest uh, anything kind of meaty, steaky uh, in that uh, that whole realm, which is really nice. And then uh, for desserts, which is uh, really cool. I am a big fan of of anything um sweet i don't think i've met a dessert that i didn't like but uh i will say that this um kind of uh, what 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 is this this is the chocolate mousse right yes so the chocolate mousse looks really nice it's a chocolate mousse with chocolate cream and dark chocolate truffle and i'm a big fan of chocolate truffles and you can get that near the port of entry Mm-hmm. And yes, at Deco Delights, the other thing to get is they do it as a, there's a flight offering for this, oh. but the beverages uh, that you can get is the Strawberry Blonde Nitro, a Vanilla Porter, and a Milk Stout. And I'll tell you from the past when they have done those beer flights with those flavors, they are fantastic. All three beers are always really good. Yeah. And if you're going around, you want to check out the coffees at Joffrey because we're friends with Joffrey's. We love the Joffrey's coffee. Get their um, all their coffees that have the little cereal infusion stuff that they have on it. They've got the Mocha Masterpiece Cold Brew. They've got the Canada Canvas Cold Brew with this fruity cereal. You know, they put the little Pebbles fruity cereal on it. And then they have the Cinnamon Swirl Cold Brew over there at Disney Traders with Cinnamon Squares. They got the Cinnamon Toast Crunch in there. And the American Adventure has got this Rainbow Dreams Cold Brew with the marshmallow um, marshmallows from Lucky Charms, which is not American. <laughs> How dare they put something not American in there? I, I say that jokingly, of course, because you know it's completely American. You, you'd find no leprechauns that uh, that hoard marshmallows <laughs> uh, in anything other than Lucky Charms. Um, there is another thing that I will say because you know your your co-host Cat uh, sent me a note. It was the most awesome note because we talked about on uh, Dining at Disney podcast this week specifically about how they should have a boba infused um oh thing and apparently they did it they did a, a boba infused uh something or other uh drink and i'm trying to find uh the message that she sent me um but apparently they're doing a boba infused drink for the uh, what is it the uh book of boba fett tv show on disney plus so I thought I thought they that was hilarious. So anyway, I'm looking at my I can't find I can't find this note. But anyway, okay, <laughs> let's move on. 
<laughs> Let's move on here. Number six. So uh, you want to take this since you were getting ready to talk about it. This is also up your alley. Yes. The wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. It is a food fun stroll highlighting five sweet and savory offers uh, that are listed on the festival passport. If you collect all five stamps, then you qualify for a delectable artist palette cookie, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's always nice to do these little um, uh, passport style things where you get to check that stuff off and then you get a little reward at the end, which I like. So another another great thing that is unique to this event. Number five. Here we are. So, of course, they call it the Festival of the Arts for a reason because it takes center stage. Must see masterpieces by more than 100 Disney Artists and visiting artists will be found throughout Epcot. You can catch a glimpse of the artist's work with a sneak peek inside the Disney Artist Gallery or the Wonderground Gallery. At ground level, works of chalk artists will be on display along the bridge to showcase plaza. The showcase plaza stage comes alive with musical acts, a spectacle of thrilling strength with art-defying gravity and visual art in performance led by an artist who paints their favorite Disney characters in a matter of minutes. Those are fun. It reminds me of D23 when they had the artist in residence and the artists were there doing art and you get to see them create their art in real time. I oftentimes go down this rabbit hole on Facebook videos where I see the street artist performing and making this art for you in just minutes. It's so satisfying to watch. Um, and of, of course, I am also big fans of the Wonderground Gallery and the different takes that other artists bring in to interpret Disney characters in their own style. So uh, pretty cool stuff there as well. And number four. Uh, kids can create their own chalk art masterpieces at the Kids Chalk Art. Uh, it says families can leave their creative mark on a larger-than-life expression selection. Uh, expression <laughs> section, a paint by numbers mural. Now they've done this in the past and it is a lot of fun. I got to do it. Uh, they had it set up for yep. media one year uh, when they were doing the preview for this event. And it was a lot of fun. I got to paint on it and I enjoyed it. What I love is when you complete painting squares because they every square is assigned um, in this grid because it's like paint by numbers. So every square in this grid is assigned a number. You get your paint, which is a numbered paint, and then you paint on the ones that are marked with a certain number. And when you do that, you get like a little bookmark to show you exactly what is, you know, what, you know, what you've completed or what will the, uh, the completed art will look like. So that is another great keepsake that you can get uh, as part of your park admission. So that is always good to get so you don't have to spend any extra money out of pocket. Number three. At the Animation Academy, you can learn from animation artists on how to draw Disney characters. It's our favorite thing. Is it not, Chris? Yes, it is. Walt Disney World Resort Attraction Illustrations by Disney Imagineers from around the world will be on view at Drawing on Inspiration, celebrating 50 years of magic. So that is pretty cool. I love that 100%. Number two. And uh, do you want to take this or do you want me to take it? Yeah, they okay. have uh, set up some iconic artwork from around the world for unique artful photo ops 
for an added charge figments brush with the masters invites guests on a scavenger hunt around world showcase uh the lovable purple dragon will hide famous artwork uh once you complete the map then it'll be redeemed for a special surprise yeah i hear that special surprise is a little uh, figurette that you can paint which is cool a lot oh, better nice. than last year so uh, very cool stuff indeed. Number one. And number one. All right. This is Disney on Broadway. It's come back for another concert series, having uh, shows, three shows each at the evening of the festival. Broadway stars perform cherished songs for more than 25 years of the award-winning stage productions. You can check out the all the details at artfulepcot.com for dining packages to pair with your concert performances. Of course, you can touch base with Kristen about that. Um, as we air this, uh, we have a couple nights left with Ariel Jacobs from Aladdin and Adam Jacobs. So you can check that out. Uh, Carrie Butler from Beauty and the Beast and Tilly Leung from Aladdin is going to be the following week. You've got other guest singers here. Heidi Brickenstaff from Freaky Friday and the Little Mermaid with Robert Creighton from Frozen. You've got Kara Lindsay from Newsies and Den DeLuca from Newsies. You also have uh, from Tarzan, Josh Strickland and Ashley Brown, uh, Mary Poppins. Also uh, trying to wrap things up here. You got Chrissy Simmons from The Lion King and Michael James Scott from Aladdin as well. And other special performances uh, to round out February 21st as well. So really, really cool stuff in there. It's always nice to get that music in uh, part of the art. So you've got the the arts and performing arts. You've got music, of course, great food. So what a celebration this is. I think this is just great that uh, people can get so many different experiences and fun for the whole family. So if you're down with merch, you're down with characters, you're down with the arts, of course, I think that's- Number always, seven. Oh, for heaven's sake. I think that's always, always a lot of fun. My bad, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Uh -oh. Anything to uh, wrap up with there? Kristen for the Festival of the Arts and our top 10 list of things you must check out and no. things maybe you want to avoid like the popcorn bucket thing. I think what I'm going to do is actually post on Instagram the picture from when I got to do the paint by number so people can kind of see it. Oh, it's fun. Nice. nice. I like that. We'll come back and uh, they'll be doing another version of that piece of art down the road. It'll be awesome. Anyway, once again, thank you all so much. If you just stumbled upon our show, thank you. We appreciate it. We hope that you consider subscribing, leaving us those five-star reviews, supporting us there at anchor.fm, listening to us on Sourcer Radio at srsounds.com. You know, you can find the show everywhere you get podcasts, and we have a really extensive list of shows that uh, you can check out there from our time uh, doing uh, some previous podcasts that uh, we've been podcasting now since 2009 and more archive shows to come. We do appreciate that. And you can support the show by visiting anchor.com forward slash the Disney list. And uh, definitely lend us a hand because we produce this content for you every single week. If you're interested, please feel free to uh, send us an email. If you're interested in sponsoring the show at the Disney list podcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate that. Follow me, Al John Go, on Instagram. You can also check out our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast, with myself and former Disney creative uh, director of special projects, Dave Bossard. Of course, he not only was a Disney animator, but also a great author and friend. We talk about Disney and the ins and outs of Disney animation and pop culture and interview a lot of people that you know and love 
that have been part of the creative process, whether they're directors, writers, animators from Disney, especially uh, on the show. So please check out our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Kristen? And you can find me if you're looking for travel uh, deals and all of that stuff. You can email me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. And for all of your Disney food needs, if you want to be made hungry, make sure you check out the Dining at Disney podcast that I co-host with Bubba and Kat. You can also check out the website, diningatdisney.com. Yep, absolutely. Once again, for more details on the International Festival of the Arts, please be sure to check out their website, artfulepcot.com. And uh, don't forget to check out SR Sounds, Source of Radio, all Disney music, all day long at srsounds.com. We also like to thank our friends there as well, Replay Heroes, for this awesome music you're listening to right now. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And my name is Al John. And I'm Kristen. And we'll, and we'll see, see you real, real soon. soon. Information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Al John Goh, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs>